This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome back, everybody, to Ingles and Ian, a Cowboys Ride for Free podcast. And it is officially fall and conference play is starting. It's the best time of year. How you doing, Ian, besides the COVID? <laughs> I, I'm doing all right. A um, little stuffy, but it's been good. Just been hanging out at home. Uh, I'm really excited for just the full slate of football uh, coming up. I just get to just get to watch it all. Don't have to worry about, you know, like, tailgating or anything just focus on all the games at home so you're gonna have a full breakdown of this game on monday like notes galore just like full-on film study i don't know about that but i'll (laughs) i'll i will have stuff i know that uh yeah so let's get right into it we got k-state coming up and this is one of my all-time favorite rivalries in the big 12 because it's like you know i hate texas i hate ou i hate iowa state but like K State is that friendly rivalry because, like, for a long time it was like it seemed like whoever was at home won, right? And I've mm-hmm. you know I've had a lot of K State friends and when we play each other, it's like ah, oh, good game, you know. Like, it's always that that friendly rivalry. Like, you know, I, I just I think it's great, and you know they they always have an interesting offense. Maybe not so much this year, but neither is ours. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can you name a team that has a uh, like a beef with kansas state i don't think you can maybe kansas I mean, but maybe but like how kansas, like how do you hate the school of bill snyder yeah i mean it's just like kansas state is one of those just like respectable respectful schools to where you're just like oh it doesn't it doesn't matter we're having a good time like it's it's kansas state like i don't like win or lose i'm not going to be mad right you no know? uh, yeah i mean and Speaking of, I don't know how we're minus six in this game. That feels stupid, but I mean, they're not great either. Like, uh, I mean, they're, they're running at a 72% clip for runs. Like it's, this might be the fastest game in recorded history with as much as Oklahoma state has to run the ball. And uh, I mean, Gundy said something today or yesterday that was really disconcerting where he's like, yeah, I don't know when, we're going to get people back. It sounded like we're screwed for the rest of the season when it comes to our wide receiving core. Man, if that's the case, that's just terrible because like that, that's, that's tough for Spencer not having either Tay or (laughs) my dog, my dogs are barking. I should have gone upstairs, but I decided not to hold on. Okay, we're good. <laughs> hey, we've we've worked from home enough to to understand yeah. the occasional dog bark. Yeah, I should have just like, I should have just gone upstairs, but I think you would have heard them anyway. Probably. But um, it's th- cool. We, Oklahoma State lost uh, Trace for Trace uh, 
I'm sorry, Trey Sterling for the season, which is just a massive blow to the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just I don't think we've seen an Oklahoma State team with this many injuries, and just it's all happened so fast, and yet here they are still undefeated. Yeah, finding ways to win. Finding ways to win. And it feels like I, it's been like two years now, like that we've had a lot of injuries. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, Langston, Langston Anderson suffered a broken foot during the warmups of the Missouri State game. <laughs> uh, I honestly, I think Tay Martin might come back. I have no like source on this. But if he was a, um, I guess he didn't travel to Boise. Something tells me he'll be okay. And then it looks like there's no return date on Bray. And then Bryson Green has a hand injury. So it's literally Rashad Owens and then uh, Kale uh, Cavanis, who was Mr. Hero. Uh, last week with the longest perception of the game. I just, it's just tough. Yeah. It's like pretty soon. We're not going to have someone to return the ball if we're not careful. Yeah. You better keep Presley just like on ice. Bubble bubble wrap when he's on the sideline, just like bubble wrap. Do it. (laughs) Do anything. Gundy's like, if anyone gets within 10 feet of this guy, I'm kicking your butt. (laughs) Yep. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But uh, I do agree. I think the line is a little uh, too big. I think it did change to uh, to five and a half. At least that's what it's saying on a tally site. So, yeah, I mean, that when I looked yesterday, it was minus six. So, but I mean, I am hammering the under on this one. It's like forty six. There's yeah. no way. There's no way they're hitting forty six. Unless. I have a weird feeling about this game, and I kind of did with the Boise State game, where it's going to be a shootout. But I definitely don't see that happening. Um, no, because that's just sometimes like you bet something, and you it's like, oh, this is an easy bet, and then it just flips on a dime opposite way. That could happen. I don't think it will. I'm, I'm just saying it could. I mean, one of the things that might be positive is that. You know, this will be a full week of practice where Spencer has the same receiving core. So, like, you know, we had to pull in walk-ons and stuff last game against Boise. So maybe working with those guys for a full week, because there's no way we're not playing without, you know, some walk-ons right now because we're so depleted. Um, We might even be – well, you don't pull a red shirt anymore, but maybe some of those guys who are going to red shirt get a game or two in. Mm-hmm. I mean, that rule change is one of the biggest ones I've seen in college football was when they changed the redshirt rule. Well, it's so, so convenient. You, they just play four games and teams get hurt pretty easily. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty easy. But also, I don't know if you saw this. Barry Trammell from the Oklahoma and has Kansas State as his number one team in the Big 12 right now. I mean, they got a stat. Good. I think they, I, that makes sense to me because I think they've been – probably the most complete team with the best resume as well Mm -hmm. because the other undefeated teams, I mean, Kansas state played what Southern Illinois, Stanford and 
Um, Nevada, who's a Nevada. pretty good team. I think Stanford and Nevada are right. pretty and big wins. Stanford so. has beat – they beat number 15 USC and Vandy. So if you want to sort of do the causation there, like, you know, Stanford yeah. seems to be a good team. They're only losses to K-State, and they've already beat the ranked USC. Uh, so that's a really good start. But they're doing it in a weird way because they're doing that like two quarterback systems and they're just running everywhere. Like they're uh, Deuce Vaughn's got 62 attempts already on the year for 371 yards. Well, Deuce Vaughn uh, is probably the best running back not named Brees Hall in the Big 12. He had a phenomenal year last year, 123 attempts, 642 yards. I think he might have sat out a couple games, but he's had three straight games of 120 yards. So he's had 124 against Stanford, 120 against uh, Southern Illinois, and 127 against uh, Nevada. And he's he's got five touchdowns of the year. So, yeah, he's going to be the bell cow at the sophomore running back at 5'6", 172 pounds and he's just been killing it now i think this is this might be the toughest defense he faces uh all season but i still think he's going to get about 100 yards on the game probably but if we can keep you know if he's 100 yards and the quarterbacks don't do a whole lot that's fine you know it's kind of like uh the bedlam with adrian peterson i think it was 02 like he ran for like 150 something yards, but it was all in between the 20s. You know, and OSU won that one pretty big, 38-28, I think was the score there. So I mean, it's 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 where he gets his yardage. If he's you know getting big chunk plays or third down or whatever, that's a really different compared to you know just a bunch of uh, yards inside the you know 40s or 30s. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good matchup. You have to contain one of the elements of offense. I think you definitely have to go with um, containing probably the quarterback because I think that's probably your best option with a quarterback that they've already faced in uh, Will uh, Will Howard, who uh, played against them last year when Skyler Thompson was hurt. But let's see how much he has improved. Um well, I mean, if you if you look at it, they're splitting reps pretty evenly. I mean, Will Howard has a bit more, uh, but Skylar Thompson has more yards. So Will Howard has 20, 27 attempts on the year, and Thompson has 18. So uh, Chris Kleiman is really doing a dual quarterback thing. Well, Thompson is hurt. Did he get hurt? I didn't see that. Thompson was hurt against uh, Southern Illinois. So Will Howard has been starting. He had a... Uh... Will Howard threw 10 passes and carried 12 times. So he was rushing more than he was running. So it looks like it's going to be a pretty run heavy team. Right. Uh, But even then, like if you look at their rushing stats, he's not a great runner. He's not, um, yeah, he's not able to do it like Sanders can do. You know, I think he's averaging like three yards a clip. So it's not like you got to really contain, you know, I mean, he's not going to be, bouncing out the outside and breaking it for 30 unless our defense just laps, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I, it's, I think it's still going to be really interesting. 
see uh, last year he averaged uh, 4.7 yards per carry this year he has a uh, 3.3 on 20 attempts uh same amount of touchdowns uh three yard three touchdowns each in uh, both seasons mm-hmm. but i man i i still think it's gonna be tough because it, it, it looks like it's gonna be a big 10 game uh for sure it's not gonna look that good <laughs> <laughs> maybe old school Big Ten, you know, maybe Wisconsin, Iowa, Big Ten, but Iowa's got a good offense. I was offense say maybe like Penn, like Penn State, Wisconsin this year. Like I, oh, that was a grind fest. Yeah, I think this is going to be a, a drag out, uh, just gritty game. That's what it's looking like. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how Kleiman does this year. Like this is his third year in the Big Twelve. You know, four-time FCS champion in North Dakota State. Um, and, you know, I thought it was a great hire when they hired him. Mainly because, one, he's obviously a very good football coach. But also, I think North Dakota is probably as hard, if not harder, to recruit to than Manhattan. So I think he I can sell that culture. So I'm really interested to see how he does this year. So maybe it's one of those things where, you know, this is the start of the ascendancy for – k-state as ou and texas are going out the door yeah i it's i like what chris Kleiman has done especially beating ou in his first two years there um now kansas state's a hard place to win you're playing in the middle of kansas and you gotta go get the gritty guys the guys that really want it you gotta get like the jordan uh jordy nelsons of the world the colin Kleins, and just try to make something with those three stars, much like Oklahoma state. And it's, um, I mean, he, he's doing, he's doing as good of a job as he can, I think. Right. It will. And the other issue is, you know, they're a lot of their recruiting base is probably from around Nebraska. And mm-hmm. like, you know, if, if you're fighting Nebraska for a kid, are they going to want to go to the big 10 or the big 12, you know, cause they're right. They're not too far South of the border. And, you know, if you go south into Oklahoma, you're going against Oklahoma State and OU. Then Texas, you're fighting everybody. So, I mean, that's a really hard place to get really good talent to go to. Much less, and plus you just got to fight everybody. And so, and maybe it's one of those things where since Kleiman is used to dealing with, I don't I don't want to say less talented because he's, you know, he had Carson Wentz, who's obviously Carson Wentz. And, uh, but maybe it's because he's used to dealing with people who are probably generally smaller than a lot of uh, power five teams that maybe it's a really good fit because he's like, okay, I know how to scheme this well enough to overcome it. And Kansas state is potentially one of those teams that can get a lot of transfers. Because yes. I think that I think that's a that's a place where you can say, "Hey, like, come our way, and uh, we'll we'll help you out with like your draft stock and everything." Because I mean, they produce really good linemen. Yeah, they do. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. You know, it's the wild, wild west, the transfer portal, and you know, that's something I don't think about uh, is just how quickly people can transfer now. Like, someone can go from Ohio State to Kansas State, like like that. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, uh, do we want to go ahead and get our score prediction in for this game before we uh, talk about the rest of the Big 12? Sure, yeah. Uh, so, like I said, definitely the under. 
but I'm feeling 21-18 Oklahoma State. And less again, less than a, again, less than a hundred passing yards for Spencer Sanders. I have twenty-one seventeen. I'll let me just change that real quick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got the under as well. Uh, no, okay, I feel so like I need to change my I need to change my prediction now because you made it twenty-one eighteen. <laughs> um, Great minds think alike, I guess. Yeah, I'll I'll. Uh, let me let me do some math. <laughs> I need to do some math because well, if, if I make it 24-21, that's under 46 and a half. So that that sounds about right. That's not well, you know what? Will they get 24? Because I don't think they'll get whenever they get in the field goal range, I feel like it hasn't been working. So yeah, maybe. I, uh, yeah. I just the thing about it is it's going to be a fast game because what they came to state might throw it 10 times. We might throw it 10 times. I mean, there might be yeah. 20, 30 pass attempts in the entire game. The clock, that clock's just going to be rolling all game. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a triple option style game. Yeah, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with 21 14. Yeah, we, we got all those no, running backs. Let's just go to the wishbone. Let's like let's just go full wishbone. Oh wait, wait, wait! That would be the spread. Shoot, I just realized if I go twenty-one fourteen, that's the Oklahoma State spread. So that's probably the way it would go. But that I might as well just stick with with that, right? Twenty-one seventeen. I'm gonna just go with that because I it's it's gonna be that that type of game. Yeah, it really is. It's going to be ugly. I'm going to watch every second of it. <laughs> and I just hope it's one of those games where we get out to like a 10 point lead and just stays there. Like, because we, I mean, we shut down Bo- Boise State last game in the second half. I think they had like mm-hmm. 70 yards in the second half or something ungodly low. It was under 100, which is yeah. incredible. Winning, for, in- <laughs> winning by 10 points would be actually like impressive for Oklahoma State. <laughs> Because that'd be the biggest win total they've had all year. I'm not saying like they win by 10, just, just, you know, one of those things where like, even if they score like a touchdown with a minute to go, it's not a big deal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm saying like, if, if they win by 10, if it's like 27 to 17, I'm going to feel really good about that because right now they're at 20, they're Kansas state's at the 25th ranked team in the nation. So that would be huge. So another that made thing. Me feel, oh, go ahead. That made me have a little more confidence. I think headed into what's going to be a gauntlet of a schedule. Mm-hmm. So one thing I am curious about to see if this this could be, and this is maybe one reason the line is what it is. This could be a trap game for Kansas State because they got OU going to Manhattan next weekend. So I could easily see them looking ahead because we don't look that impressive looking ahead to, you know, OU coming into town. And I, maybe, I mean, that could explain some of the line right there. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But, but it, wouldn't that be a trap game for Oklahoma, too? Well, I mean, I guess Kansas State is the trap game for Oklahoma. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, that because could be. They, they, have to, they have to play uh, Texas the week after. 
Yeah, I mean, they could both be trap games. I'm saying, like, we could be the trap game for for Kansas State because OU's going into Manhattan. You know that place will be rocking, man. Yeah, no, it'll be it'll be insane for sure. I think OU fans might make the trip. He's like, okay, we're not losing Kansas State again. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're they're gonna buy up all the tickets. (laughs) So I will say that I mean, granted, you know, there's a lot of stuff about you know the 10 year anniversary of uh you know 2011 all that stuff the k-state osu game in 2011 is one of my all-time favorite games i've ever watched it was super high scoring it was like 52 to 47 oklahoma state was that the kirk herb street earthquake game i don't remember if that was that one but like i remember exactly where i was when when i watched it Mm -hmm. like I was with some of my friends, uh, my curling friends from when I bet when I used to curl. And we were at the Buffalo Wild Wings in Edmond and just like having fun, drinking. And it was just back and forth the entire game. It was uh it was like eleven hundred yards of total offense. So, you know, I think you know what I was watching? I was watching that LSU Alabama game, that game of the century that was like nine to six. That's what I was watching. Man, because that had, that game was insane too. You had both games going at the same time, direct opposite of each other. Well, it's one reason we went to Buffalo is so we could have we could watch both games. Both games, yeah, that's smart. <laughs> yeah, that that was easily like when I look back at Oklahoma State games, they're like that Kansas State game was so much fun. Yeah, it's because that's um they got Colin Klein in there for Kansas State. Like that Kansas State was not. Uh, was really good. I yeah, and they were ranked pretty high too. I don't remember what it was when they rolled in, but it was pretty sure seventeen. Yeah, I was about to say mid teens. Yeah, so it was like I don't like three versus seventeen at night. Uh, and it was mm, so much fun. Yeah, I bet that would have been a blast to go to. Oh, uh, sure. Heck of a game. So before we move on. Let's hear from our sponsors. So it's not as jarring as every other time I've tried to do this ad roll. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> and we're back. So, you know what else happened like this week? It's the anniversary of the Gundy rant. Yes, forty-year anniversary. Yesterday or Tuesday, oh, and I man. will ma- I will maintain that if, especially if you look at the numbers before transfers and like everybody shift, basically before everyone's just started going to like five schools. If you're a really big recruit, like that's what changed Oklahoma State's trajectory for probably ten years. Because every year after that, like he was like four wins, five wins, seven wins that year. Then it's like eight, then nine, then 10, 11, like in that range for a long time. Uh, I mean, that is one of the craziest. And I, I even remember exactly where I was when that happened. <laughs> where were you? I was in uh, 
So I used to play a lot of poker at the um, Paradise Casino that's just south of Ponca City. Okay. And I was just sitting there playing cards and they had like the at the um, the press conference after the game on and the sound was off. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> and then uh, when I get back to my apartment and turn on SportsCenter to like replay it, and I'm like, holy crap, he just went off on people. And was that a game that they um is that a game they won? I don't remember, but I do re- well, I think what happened is the article came out, I think the day of the game, because mm-hmm. like Bobby Reed was a really big recruit at the time. Like he was a top hundred in Texas, and especially mm-hmm. at the time. Uh you know, we didn't get a lot of recruits at all. So it was like, oh, big deal. And he was, you know, dual threat and like he has had a really hard time and someone like said that he like called his mom crying because he's having a hard time and I'm like yeah he's 18 he's supposed to be like the savior <laughs> you know i don't know if he's that i thought he was a freshman but maybe not but in so gundy just tore into him and like basically like this didn't happen and you know we didn't switch quarterbacks in the middle because he pulled them in the middle of the game. And he's like, that's, mm. you know, he, you know, Woods didn't do that. We didn't do that because he threatened to transfer. And uh, yeah, so there was just a lot of uh, uh, lots of stuff there. I think equally, I think Mike Leach's press conference was uh, pretty funny as well. I don't have the audio of that, but uh, somebody put it out there. It might have been Eddie uh, Radosovich. But he was like, "Hey, this is this this, uh, this press conference was pretty funny too." And that was a that was the game they won forty nine forty five. Oklahoma State did over Tech. Oh uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Man, Leach is the best. Like his Twitter account is the absolute mm-hmm. best. It is hilarious. It is it is quite hysterical. I used to have notifications on for him, and then I then he had that one like really uh, bad meme, and then I was like. I'm going to hold off for a minute. I'm going to, I'm going to turn my notifications back on for him. Cause I haven't I'm, seen that a, one. Mississippi state's got a pretty big game too. I who mean, they, who they tangling with? They got, they got LSU at home. Ooh. Yeah. That'll be I kind of like that games at 11 o'clock. I, I kind of like Mississippi state in that one. Yeah. That'll be. Yeah. Cause LSU is meh. Like, it's not often you see a team fall this quickly from a national title, but they won, like, what, two years ago? Yeah. But that team was just, like, they were just built different, man. Because that, that was just a team filled with dudes. Yeah, just you'd expect them to be able to, like, still recruit. But, I don't know, maybe Edo, Edo was just, like, fire, or, you know, lightning in a bottle. Yeah. I mean, it was just an incredible team um, with just the amount of talent that they had and then the coordinators that he had. Joe Brady's now the offensive coordinator at Carolina, of uh, the Panthers, and then Dave Arnada's the head coach at Baylor. Like, they – Right, they, and that is something that, like, afterward. a lot of people don't realize. It's like, yeah, those coordinators matter. And the, and the fact that, that – Do mm-hmm. what? <laughs> I was going to say, and then they were running Bo Pelini, and then just all heck broke loose <laughs> down there. He might get fired if they don't uh, pick it up soon. I wouldn't be surprised. He, he, he's going to need to. 
it, it is it is impressive. I mean, yeah, we're starting to see the slowdown, but how well Oklahoma State's offense has, has done with as many offensive coordinators as we've had the last 15 years. Yeah, because we they um, OSU's gone through so many. Uh, right, we had your sick for five, but a lot of guys were here for one or two years, and then there was a guy I don't remember his name who went back to the Northeast. Oh, Sean something. Yeah, now we got the guy that went to like Princeton afterward, right? Yeah, yeah. He was so <laughs> good, no one remembers him. He, yeah, he was supposed to be like the guy, and then it was like, oh, I'm going to Princeton. You're like, well, his family, what, what I from what I remember, oh. his wife refused to move to Oklahoma, so he took a job back home. I gotta correct myself. He went to Rutgers. He's the OC and quarterbacks coach there. Rutgers has a pretty big game. They got Michigan. Both teams were three and zero. Yeah, and Rutgers is looking decent, you know. And and I'm like, yeah, especially with with you know Michigan under Harbaugh, I'm just like, okay, what game are they just going to like shoot themselves in the foot? <laughs> like every Michigan game I watch, I'm like, all right, is this the game where they just implode on themselves? Yeah, I think that's that's definitely plausible because at some point they will um, they will fall. Because uh, I think Michigan Michigan will beat Rutgers. And then I, at some point, I really like Penn State this year. They look really I think good. I think Michigan will lose. I think they'll lose three games. Because I think Michigan State might be – I think Michigan State's going to be really good as well. So, next week they have Wisconsin. So, um, depending on how they do against Notre Dame, I think, I think Michigan – they could easily lose four games. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about big games, Notre Dame, Wisconsin, that's going to have huge ramifications for the Big Ten and the college football playoff in general. You know, that's going to, oh, that's going to be huge. Because if, if it's, Wisconsin it's, it's, wins, they're going to be, what, the Big Ten East? It's East and West in the Big Ten, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can remember. The Big 1G. Um, so, I mean, they'll, they should do really well, and they'll set up a big, tilt between them and Iowa later in the season and then you know we got Arkansas and A&M that's a big game for SEC and um, you know college football playoff ramifications because Arkansas is looking like a legitimate team again for the first time in a very very long time yeah I agree I mean I'd probably back the brakes up on that I, I kind of think they beat A&M but that's just more because I think a and just hurt. But also, back to Wisconsin, they got to take on Army this year. I saw something they're paying Ar- – somebody's paying Army not to play them next year. <laughs> do you, I, sh- I don't know. Do you blame them? I don't think so. Vols pay Army 500000 to not play them in 2022. <laughs> there oh, you go, well. Tennessee. That's how <laughs> bad yeah, – uh, like, <laughs> That's just a bad look. Come on. I think they knew that they were, they would lose that game a hundred percent. So like, no, we got it. We got to get out of this. We got to get out of this here. We'll give you go away money. 
is, it, is that so the hypo sad. influence? Like, hey, we'll, t- we'll pay you anyway. You don't have to play us. You can schedule somebody else. I <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I do not know, but I Oklahoma's got a pretty tough game as well. I think West, West Virginia. That spread team. is bigger than it should be, I think. It's like 14 and a half, I think. Yeah, like, but I think that they're anticipating that OU is going to finally hit their show stride. up. Yeah, yeah, I'd be here. Like, I think I picked when I was picking on on tally. It was like, I think I picked the over and West Virginia to cover because the over was pretty low. It was like fifty four. Yeah, that sounds like a game that would hit the over. Because I, I West Virginia's got a pretty solid offense as well with uh, Jared Doge, who's a veteran. Uh, quarterback another game i the battle of the iron skillet and then smu tcu both going on at 11 oh man i think there's gonna be a lot of points on the on those two games and i think uh i like the underdogs with the spreads but i think the favorites come out on top so pick smu texas tech with the points pick tcu and texas to win thank you (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> of course it could just go completely wrong. I can think uh, SMU they they got a couple tricks up their sleeve. I like what Sonny Dykes is doing, mm-hmm. and Texas Tech always keeps it uh, close with Texas, so maybe well, they could pull something out there. You know, and especially with and I, I think you're going to see sort of a rise of SMU here soon, and you're starting to see it now because mm-hmm. you know Dallas puts out a lot of kids. Right. A lot of really talented yes. kids who maybe flame out at a big school and, you know, their coach can be like, hey, we can compete. Look at what Cincy's doing. You know, mm-hmm. North Dakota State's put out two first round draft picks at quarterback in the last five years. Come home and play for two years and you can start right away, you know, and they're going to be juniors and seniors. And, and I think you're going to see this really big power struggle between younger talented teams because you know if you're a younger talented quarterback you're jumping after your junior year maybe even your Mm -hmm. sophomore year because you don't want to get hurt and lose all that money i think we're going to see very much what we saw in basketball where you had the one and dones versus the olds you know like especially like when duke and uh butler went back to back you know in the ncaa tournament i think you're going to see a lot of that starting because you know with the red shirt rule i mean you could have you can play a third of a season with that was and still redshirt and then be a you know a senior at 22 23 and that's that's a big difference i know i know i've said it before but that's a big difference in the human body between 20 and 23 years old well i think the guys they got now it's um you know they got Grant calcaterra at the tight end position and tanner mordecai both former ou guys so they know kind of how to run that type of offense mm. it's it's so, so helpful to have those types of players that have been through a system and can help y'all and can help them help them out. Right. For sure. I mean, and that is, yeah, it, it's going to be big. And, and, you know, a lot of those guys that flame out, they flame out because they were like, they could never break through at a, you know, a big school like Florida or A&M or, you know, Ohio State. Yeah, they could never get, you know, past the third on the depth chart, but third of the depth chart at Alabama is pretty good at pretty much every other school in the country. Well, think about Tanner Mordecai for a sec. He had to sit behind, I think, 
Kyler, Jalen, and uh, and Rattler. Yeah, at some true. point you should be like, okay, yeah, I, I got to go somewhere else to prove that I am as talented as I am. Right. And I also wonder, like, if it's a system fit too. Like, maybe Riley's system just doesn't fit him because you see that all the time, where especially quarterbacks yeah. will kind of be, you know, be bad, and then they go into a system that fits them better, and all of a sudden they're really good. Or you know, if you're like Darnold, you leave New York, and all of a sudden you're not with the Jets, and you look pretty good in Carolina. <laughs> yeah, it's so. It's so funny. I think it's it's wild. So, I mean, what else? What else do we have this week in the world of college so, football? So, one thing I'm going to jump back to the AM Arkansas game because this has been a gripe that's been growing with me for years, and it just got cemented with that Auburn Penn State game. Is I'm tired of these big games being played at neutral sites. College football is great because it's played at college campuses. And, you know, it's really cool for, like, bowl games. That's really fun to watch. But, like, seeing that whiteout at Penn State, even though I don't really like Penn State, like, that was just – oh, that looks so – it was like – and that that's that's just makes college football amazing. It's just like that – just, you know, the student body's rocking. The alums are in. It's loud. There's 100,000 people. It's not split 50-50. You know, get all the pageantry, like, I'm not saying do away with them, but like so many big games, especially early in the season or like, you know, Clemson, Georgia was here in Charlotte. You know, it seems like every other year Bama's opening in Dallas or like they alternate between Dallas and New Orleans where they open the game, you know, open the season. Like, you know, maybe Bama wouldn't win so much if a lot of their big games, especially early in the season, weren't on neutral field. You know, maybe if they had to go into – I don't know. I can't think of who they played recently, but if they had, if they had to go to Norman, right. Instead of playing them in Dallas, if they played them in Norman, that's a much more hostile environment. Yeah. But I don't think that even matters because they still play at all other sec campuses, get booed and still put up uh, 40 burgers. I don't think it really matters for that case. I think the A&M Arkansas game that is, it's at Jerry world. I think Jerry, you know, pays both teams massive gobs of money because he wants to see Arkansas play at his house. I mean, yeah, I get that. I'm just saying, I think it's gotten too much, you know, like don't like, I I think it's just too happening too often that there's all these neutral side games. I don't think like, honestly, I don't think this game is any different than OU Texas when it comes to just like location. They're both in conference, both old like South uh, West conference rivals. So I, yes, I mean, I wasn't picking on that game game in particular. I'm just saying the neutral sites are happening too much. And I I know Texas has been there for how long? (laughs) Oh, Texas has been there for at least like 40, 50 years. (laughs) Yeah. It's so, I mean, that, I mean, even that, that. but even going to the Cotton Bowl is its own tradition, right? Like, I mean, that's its own tradition in and of itself. So I just think it would be a lot harder for like AM if they had to go to Fayetteville. Right. Uh, oh, well, yeah. It'd be harder for Arkansas to go to College Station, too. Right. Uh, I just, I think that's what really makes college football great is like being on campus. And so I just, I want to see it tapered down. Like, not, I mean, yeah. I'm not like opposed to them, just not as many. I'm okay with, well, they got, uh, what is it? Notre Dame, Wisconsin's Soldier Field. 
Right. Well, Notre Dame usually has that weird um, game at where they play at some random place. They played at the Alamo Alamo Dome one year against like Army. You're like, what are you doing there? Right. But I think I don't know. I think the Soldier Field game is kind of fun. Um, because what that's like their Shamrock Series game. It's fun when they do it in like different spots. I don't know if like every year is a great idea, but right. I I don't mind that game. I don't. I think that's. Yeah. I think it's cool when they go to like pro stadiums. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, but there's not any like branding on it. Because like there's like the Cowboys Classic, right? Enough. Fort Worth, not Fort Worth, uh, Arlington, where they've this year they had Kansas State and Stanford. There's the Chick fil A peach kickoff game. I don't mind that. And now we got that Duke's Mayo game. Okay. Like that, that's probably, <laughs> that's probably where we should cross the line. <laughs> probably just two, just two neutral games a week. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Well, it, I think you know, this week is two neutral games as well and i would i would guess that part of it is a lot of these big sponsors are seeing that because of the college football playoff and uh the new year's six games and stuff that the bowl like the bigger bowl games are getting really devalued Mm -hmm. because it used to be you know the cotton when it's not a new year six i mean it's still kind of a big deal but when it's not new year six it's not a big not nearly as big deal uh, you know, Holiday Bowl used to be a pretty big deal. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of bowls that used to be bigger deals, but now that like people, because they're not playing in the top ten bowls, they're just they're skipping and going to the pros. No, I think the Cotton Bowl is a bigger deal because it's, it's a, a bigger deal, game. right? I guess it is always a New Year's Six game. It didn't used to always be a New Year's Six game. That, yeah, because that was the game. Fox had that game and it was left out of like the BCS stuff. So now that ESPN got the rights to it, that game's become more elevated. But I agree with you with, um, you know, the Sun Bowl, Gator Bowl, like how, Bowl. How many, Florida, Bowl how many Florida Gators skipped the bowl game last year? Like the entire receiving core? Yeah. And like most of the defense. And that's what I think the hype with OU was because they took on Kyle Trask and some bozos and beat them by 30, and now they're expecting that with every game. Well, you know, I mean, to be fair, oh, you got some really big-time transfers on defense, which don't seem to be helping too much. Yeah, and it, like, it feels like they've been – we've been duped a little bit. And I fully expect this to backfire on me, and they're about to go beat West Virginia by, like, 47 to 17, something like that. And just like, just make me look stupid. But for now, they don't look that great. All right. Well, let's start uh, start wrapping this up. So as is tradition on Thursdays, everyone's favorite segment are tracks that slap. What do you got for me today, buddy? I was thinking about it and I'm kind of going to go off the beaten path. I found this song the other day. I didn't know this was by Billie Eilish, but Ocean Eyes. Uh, I don't know. That song was just like has been in my head recently. I didn't realize that was Billie Eilish. I don't know where I heard it from one day. I was just like, oh, that sounds pretty good. I'll go look it up. I'm like, Billie Eilish made this? 
but it's like a five-year-old song, Ocean Eyes by Billie Eilish. Nice, nice. So I'm going to pull a U and pick two uh, because it is fall. And if you spend any time on the internet, you know it is now officially spooky season. So if that is, if this is like your time of year, I got Goth Girls by MC Fun A Lot. It's a nerdcore ode to Goth Girls. If you like nerd rap, it's for you. And to prove I actually have like more normal music taste uh one of my all-time favorite bands the gaslight anthem um probably not my favorite song of theirs but it's the one that is been stuck in my head the most here recently is handwritten by the gaslight anthem really good sort of a bluesy rock kind of uh feel to it uh highly recommend checking their stuff out if you want to check out like an album of theirs check out the 59 sounds probably their best album but handwritten so good I, I dig it. <laughs> well, cowboys and cowgirls, here's hopefully to seeing you on Monday with a cowboy victory. <laughs> and, oh, and if you're a golf fan, Ryder Cup is this weekend. So Ooh, with former, former, yeah, former Oklahoma State cowboy Victor Hovland helping out Europe. Alrighty. So wait, should we be rooting for him or against him? I'm gonna root for him. But I'm going to root for the good. U.S. Yeah. My root against Bryson DeChambeau just for the, <laughs> just for the joke of it. I don't know. <laughs> All righty. Well, thanks for coming out, everybody. Y'all have a good one.